You're listening to the King's Church Podcast. Visit us online at kingswisbeach.org.uk. Hello. hello. Oh, you're going, are you? Oh, no, I'm just saying hello. <laughs> you, you That's a good start, Verity. <laughs> Sorry. Good evening, everyone. It's Alan Hammond here, and I'm with Verity. Yeah. Um, we're bringing you Friday Conversations from King's Church, Wisbeach. And we're partway through... Uh, Matt, Ver- uh, Matt McCleary's book on prison letters and a 40-day devotional for Lent. And as we thought, it's just two weeks away from Lent, and the, sorry, from the Easter period, that we'd spend a little bit of time thinking about Lent and how Matt's book with the 40-day devotional fits into that. Um, I've got a couple of questions for you. We'll put them out quickly and early um, so you can think about them while we talk about this aspect of it. And the first one, a light-hearted one, really, why do we have Easter eggs and what is the purpose of them and how do they fit into Easter? And secondly, how do you commemorate or observe Lent? So on that note, Verity, what do you think of the book? What now, I, I know you're biased. <laughs> yes, I am rather biased because Matt is my husband. Um, but no, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's um, nice to, I like the way he's put in illustrations every day. So you get the Bible verse, you get some sort of illustration as to sort of linking it to our daily lives, really. And then he um, talks about it a bit more in, the con- in its biblical context as well. Yeah, yeah and, and, and I'm the same. If we, we put, if we think about the Lent itself, and I'm using Matt's introduction from the book, but I've par- paraphrased it here, um, what Lent is a time to remember and reflect upon Jesus' time of fasting and temptation in the wilderness. Uh, That's the reason why many people who observe Lent choose to fast or to give something up. It could be food, it could be giving up cake or biscuits or wine perhaps, or even in the modern era, giving up social media or watching TV. It's a discipline and it's a time to meditate. It's in fact the reason for fasting. It's a time to think about why we're doing that. Yeah. Your thoughts, Verity? Yeah, absolutely. So it's, um, yeah, I think that idea of it being linked with, with Jesus being in the, the wilderness, um, it's, he was there to, to connect with his father, yeah. to, draw, to draw deeply from his father and not from the rest of the world. He didn't need anyone else's input in that time. It was, it's just me and you. Mm. And so it's remembering, it's, it's giving up something which will help me to remember, ah, when I want to go for this, actually I'm going to turn and look at you and talk to you and think about you. That's the whole purpose of fasting, isn't it? To, uh, to concentrate the mind on why we're doing it and not, not the fasting in its own, isn't fasting is not a means to its own end. Mm. It's so that we concentrate on why we're, why we're fasting. Yeah. And so coming back to the book, I had this conversation with Joan, Joan's my wife, for those who don't know, as to how we were going to use the book. And I thought, in this fasting period, we can use the book in that way, because we can give up time. Time is another thing. Time is precious. Mm. And by giving up time to work our way through the book, that effectively would be, if you like, our method of fasting. Yes. So the book itself gives you a daily reading, um, a piece from the Bible, mm. some Matt's thoughts on some aspect of whatever the topic is for the day, and then a prayer to round it out. Yes. And, I, and we've used that as a nightly discipline mm. for, since the beginning of day one. Mm. And I found that fasting really useful. 
Yeah. It's, it's nice. It's don't have to give up cake. <laughs> it's not cheating, is it? Um, well, and we've had some Christmas cake. Yes, yes, we're still eating Christmas cake, but it's <laughs> it's nearly gone. And I'm going to let you into a secret now. I know that the McCleary's had courgette cake at the weekend. Is oh, that all right? Yes, yes, it was very nice, <laughs> <laughs> even if it was a bit sunken. Yeah. So, so if you read Matt's book, you can have your cake and eat it. Oh, very good. <laughs> Right. Anyway, should right. We, should we start on, on chapter one, Verity? Yes, yes. So, so this chapter is called Living for Jesus. So that's kind of the focus. Um, lots of the New Testament teaching um, is obviously about Jesus, but how knowing him, how that impacts our lives, how, how should we live knowing who Jesus is and what he's hmm. done? Um, and, it, and Paul, Paul wrote a good proportion of the New Testament, he's not the only writer, um, but all of them talk about um, how it should influence our attitudes, how it should impact our behaviour. Mm. And so Matt's taken those aspects out of Paul's letters, which is what the, the book is about, um, and just focused down on a few aspects of them, because there are an awful lot more. We do not have time tonight to talk about every aspect of living for Jesus. We probably don't have enough time to talk about these six days. Well, no, we probably don't but. see how we get on. <laughs> so this, this first chapter then about the uh, putting on a new self. Yeah. And the passage, in, in the passage, Paul's encouraging the Ephesian Christians to throw away their old way of living. Mm. and having exchanged it for a new one when they came to know Jesus and choose to follow him. And he, he uses a story, doesn't he, about the mm. boots. Yeah. And I asked you if you could elaborate on that just a little. Oh, yes. Well, Matt's not very good at throwing anything away, let's be honest here. But yes, have, he had an old pair of boots that he stubbornly did not want to throw away. But he would complain every time he wore them because they were uncomfortable and they let in the water. So it was a case of, fine, let's go and buy some new boots. But he still, even after we bought the new boots, struggled to let go of the old ones even though he didn't want to wear them they were, he was struggled to let go of them mm. so he uses that picture to demonstrate that it's an active choice to let go of the old and move into the new and we need to stop putting the old ones back on even though it might feel more comforting that's more what you're used to it's habitual as well as comfortable actually we've got to make that choice to to get rid of the old yeah. and go into and, the new and sometimes when you i think he makes the point in the, the end of this chapter that when you finally do go back to those old boots you suddenly realize actually they aren't really comfortable anymore and yes. you stick with the new and yes. i've got a very similar well not similar story but a, in the same vein when joan and i moved to Wisbeach from north wales four years ago we effectively gave up an old way of life mm. and moved here to a new way of life uh, literally found a new fellowship a new home new friends mm. new colleagues who we live with and we've put on a new self in the in the material way but also found a new christian friends and new things and new responsibilities going with that and i've been um uh, pleased to have been asked to become a trustee that shows people's faith in responsibility me mm. i believe and, and so on it's all part of taking on a new self Mm. and realising it. Yes, occasionally I hanker after what I left behind in North Wales, particularly the hills, but really it's a much better life. 
Yes. And the same with the Christian life. Yes, I think Matt starts quite well here in explaining that actually the reason we need a new self, the reason we are given a new self, is we first have to realise that we are sinners. Yeah. We have made mistakes. We, we are broken. Um, yes, Paul lists a lot of um, yes, patterns that do not fit with the teachings of Jesus, such as greed, foolish talking, sexual immorality, following our own desires, telling lies. And actually, mm. all those traits we can find within everyone's lifestyle and yeah. thought patterns and behaviours. We need, need to, to move on yes, exactly. and, and put them in the past. Yes, yeah. but it's not that case of I've decided to be a Christian now, I've, I'm completely different and all those things are gone and I, I it's, a, it's a balance isn't it because yeah. you are a new creation the bible tells us we are a new creation from that point we were spiritually dead and now we are spiritually alive but yet at the same time we can carry through those things mm. from yeah those old behavioral traits that aren't so good the, the best way i've heard that talked about was that um we're the frog and we have we were a frog and we <laughs> when we kissed jesus we became the beautiful prince or princess but sometimes we still act like frogs, mm. even though we are still that prince or princess, but we can still behave like a frog. Yeah. I but, thought that was quite good. Yeah, and if you keep wearing the old boots with the holes in you to get wet feet. Yes. Yeah. Same principle, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we asked our folks if they had any questions. Uh, any, yes, have, I'm any afraid response? we haven't had any responses. Oh. I don't know if it's just my phone being a bit slow, but I've had my uh, my children saying hello and then good night. So right, they've okay. probably already gone, but if not, good night, my darlings. Um, oh, Mom, uh, Anna here has said, I don't usually do anything specific for Lent. One year I gave up wine for Lent. Oh, it obviously had quite an impact on me because I thought you'd done that many times. <laughs> That's my mother. I thought she was always doing that, but no, she did it once. Okay. But yes. So yeah, if, if you want to join in with what we're saying, if you want to ask us any questions or answer the questions, there's a live chat function on the uh, video that please make use of. Because mm. it's not just a conversation between us, it's a conversation between all of us. That's right. Okay. Um, one, of my, uh, one of my favorite elements of this particular uh, chapter, and I've got a favorite chapter in the book as well, but this next one about being humble. Um, that comes from Philippians, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Verity. <laughs> Is that a pointed comment? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, I think this is so important, isn't it? I mean, obviously, Matt agrees because he's well, put it in. He's here. got true but humility, isn't he? The ability to keep our egos in check and accept that we're not often always the smartest person in the room. All. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and, oh, it, it's important to understand the distinction between, well, what humility is, being humble is, because it's not putting yourself down. No. And it's not saying... I can't do this, I'm not worthwhile. You know, it's not negatively thinking about yourself. That is not humility. Humility is just preferring someone else. It's yeah. actually saying, okay, this is the way I like things, but I'm actually going to lay down 
my wants and my desires, my likes, and put yours first. Mm. And, and like in an argument, we often we can talk about being humble, and it's saying, I am going to listen to your opinion, even if I don't agree with it. I, you know, I'm not going to be proud about it. I want to listen to what you have to say, um, and you know, discuss things with you. Yeah, and listening to the other person is really important. Getting their point of view as well as your own, and listening to that point of view, and not just assuming you're mm. always right. Um, in fact, massive view, uh, comment here is we are to value other, others. Yes. Bearing in mind that this chapter is about living for Jesus, keeping him in the corner of the room, as it were, in everything you're doing. Mm. Um, well, in Mark 12, it says, love the, um, the most, Jesus was asked, what are the most, is the most important command? Mm. And Jesus replies, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and love your neighbor as yeah. you love yourself. So, and actually, it was a beautiful answer because those two things encompass everything. They do indeed. And if you can go back to that and remember that, that actually that's how our thinking, that's how our attitudes, that's how our behaviors should be formed around mm. those two ideas, that we love God first and foremost because he loved us, and then love our neighbours as we love ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are. What we uh, Jesus' life is one that shows true humility. He chose to prefer us by laying aside his majesty and by coming human. Uh, he became to be a servant, not a king. Mm. He came to do the will of God, not his own. And he gave up his life so that we may be saved from sin. So true humility there. Yes, and I think the whole point of this living for Jesus is the fact that actually we're wanting to grow closer and closer to, to who he is. You know, we want to be transformed into his likeness, which I don't know if that's a really a strange thing to say. But yeah, we're, so we want ourselves to change, to become more like him. Yeah. That, that is our aim. And actually, he's shown us he's done this it, he's not asking us to do something that he hasn't done himself he came to show us what it means to live in a godly way to mm. live in a righteous way that's how we can do it because we've seen that he does it he yeah. did it that's what they're talking about here this humility and paul's encouraging the, the christians in the ch church that he's talking to here to love one another mm. and to be humble with one another mm. um, it's living but, our lives with the mindset of Christ is yes. words he's put in. Yes, but it's not always easy. Or in no. fact, very often it's not easy at no, all. No, 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 no. And we do, it's something to be aware of um, so that it, when we reach those occasions when we realise we're not being humble, we can go, ah, okay, my pride is getting in the way here. Mm. My pride is impacting this situation. God help me. Basically, I need, I need your help to be humble in this. Mm. Um, so we need to be aware of it, looking for it within ourselves, looking for our own sort of motives and attitudes towards things. Are we being humble in this? This is all part of being that living like Jesus and living for Jesus, yes. changing the way we are and, and how we are with other people. Yes. Yeah, and yes. recognise other people's rights and yes. other people's place. And these chapters are very useful um, because these prison letters were written by Paul. Um, 
Paul talks in a very practical sense of how do we live for Jesus? How mm. do we do it? This is one of those ways of how we be humble. That, that is how you do it. That is one of the building blocks. That's a starting point. And how do we do it? We put on your new self. You, yeah, and leave put away aside the old, the old things leave, leave. and decide I'm going to walk in this new way with Jesus. Um, just, sorry, I hope you don't mind, going back the one day, um, it says starting a new relationship with Jesus or with anyone can be difficult for a yeah, while. I remember But that. actually, well, marriage is a very good, I think, um, what's the right word? Not representation, but it, it shows a demonstration of what our relationship with Jesus can mm. and should be like. Marriage is a real blessing. And actually, it's like that in marriage. When you first get married, if you choose, if that is the start of your living together relationship, it's all brand new and it's really yeah. quite strange to be living with this other person. Lots of things can come as a surprise and um, some things aren't necessarily as comfortable as before. But actually, the longer your marriage goes on, the more in harmony you are, um, the more you work together well, the more you understand each yeah. other, you're in sync with each other. And actually, you want to live your life in such a way as to be close to them. You wouldn't want yeah. to do something that separates you. Very true. Joan and I have been long enough, married long enough, that we can often anticipate what each other's going to yes. think. Yes, yes. And uh, we do live in harmony. Yes, we do we occasionally fall out. <laughs> and have yeah. some blisters yeah. which can be sore yeah. but we can work through it yeah. and we know how to work through it mm. and it comes from a long relationship mm. and yet I, I had top marked that wanted to come back to that so thank you for going back to it Verity mm. okay um, and in fact sticking with this humility and being humble mm. we may occasionally even want to turn back to our old way of life yeah and yes, there is that temptation. Yeah. Because the devil wants to, we looked at spiritual warfare earlier, and mm. Satan does not want us no, to no, be no, walking no, no. with Jesus. He does not want us to be getting closer, more in harmony, more in sync. No, he, he, wants, he to. wants to take us away, separate mm. us in any way he can. That's right. Um, I'm just going to read out some of these comments. We've had some more now. Okay. So um, Anna has said Easter eggs, they're designed to be eaten. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was probably some more in-depth thinking than that but um, probably to do with new life I've heard the hollowness being referred to as the empty tomb before but then I guess there used to be real eggs which wouldn't have been hollow um, before there were chocolate eggs um, anyway oh she's also saying you can join the self-deprecation society I've already put myself down for it <laughs> p.s. that was a joke yes that was uh, to do with being humble it's not being self-deprecating um, although that can be easy to do. Mm. Um, that's not godly. That's not what he wants. Um, Pam says, belonging to a good church and loving and caring for each other. Thank you. Um, Matt is saying, I don't think true humility is self-deprecating. It's more about preferring others and putting yourself second. Yeah. You can still accept praise, but in a way that doesn't show off. Um, Oliver is joining in and says, I don't, yes, I don't think companies should capitalise off Easter eggs and people should enjoy them because it's about new birth. Thank you, Oliver. Absolutely. They've gone up 25%. Always no used to be idea. £1 for my Easter eggs, now they're £1.25. Yeah. The, the answer anyway. I've got here around the <laughs> eggs is that they represent new life and rebirth. Mm. And it's thought that in, it was ancient custom 
um, absorbed it eventually into Easter celebrations. And then during Lent, uh, the, the Christians fasted. And in the final week of the Lent period, they actually were forbidden to eat eggs. And they were all put away. Uh, and then on at Easter, on Easter Sunday, they were all brought back out, okay. decorated in different fashions. Yeah. And the Victorians, being the Victorians, souped that up and made it even more so. Yeah. And I think Oliver's absolutely right. Some corporate individual thought, <laughs> I've got a chance here, and we can do this with chocolate eggs. Mm. And we know the end result of that is... Oh, I'm not complaining, I love my chocolate eggs. <laughs> there we are. Yeah. This is developed over a long period into the tradition that we have today. Yes. But it came out of fasting and the Lent fasting. Mm. And that's the connection with Easter eggs and, and, today, and, and, and Lent. Mm. Mm. Some of the notes I've made about humility is actually, it's, so it's putting others first, but it's actually as well, it's putting God first. Mm. So actually saying that his way is best, not my way. I want to do things his way because I know that my way isn't the best. And it's trusting that he will enable us to do what he's calling us to do. He will help us to yeah. live for him. So he's calling us to live like this. And sometimes different aspects of these can be really hard, but he will help us to do it. Well, the, the, most, the, the best things in life usually are hard. Yeah. If they're too easy, they're probably not worth doing. Yeah. Things that are hard to do are often worthwhile. Yeah. And, and living for Christ, living for Jesus definitely is worthwhile. And it is going to be hard at times. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hence the fasting, bringing us back to the subject today. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, the, and the next one. Day twenty-five. Speak Day twenty. Well. <laughs> Speak well. Yes. Yes. So. Uh, this, uh, so go, go on, please do. <laughs> I was just going to say that actually, the, so this particular um, day is talking about um, gossip, um, but actually, yeah, it's. The, woven throughout the Bible, Matt mentions Proverbs, so it's in the Old Testament mm. and threaded throughout the New Testament. It's the power of our speech, the power of words, the power of the tongue, um, that actually we, we do need to be careful in what we say. We need to consider yeah. what we are saying and how we are saying it because it has such an impact. Is that that old rhyme, Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And it's widely recognised now that that is a load it's of nonsense. It's the reverse. It, it? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Words can, can bring devastation. Yeah. On a personal level, I dislike gossip. I really do. I'm not interested in listening to it. Mm. I'd rather know what the real facts are, mm. not what somebody supposes that they might be. Mm. I love what they said in, you've just mentioned Proverbs there. Mm. And for me, I'd like to read what it actually says in Proverbs about gossip. Yes. So it's two verses long. The lips of fools bring them strife, and their mouths invite a beating. The mouths of fools are their undoing, and their lips are a snare to their very lives. The words of gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts. The tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit. Mm. Uh, and there's a story towards the end of this, which I'll also bring back in a minute, if I may, mm. when we come. Any, anything else on gossip, Verity? Yes, well, so what we say originates in the way that we think. So it's as well as being guarded in what we say and how we say it, it's actually 
we need to do the same with our thought lives. Yeah. And we need to actually be aware of if you're being very negative towards or about someone in your own head, that's the place and the time to nip it in the bud mm. and say, no, I'm not going to think about them like this. And you, again, with all of these things, when you're finding it hard, turn to Jesus, turn to God, ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Because if you're finding it hard to think positively about someone, ask the Holy Spirit to, to reveal his love for them. Because if you can yeah. get a glimpse of how he feels about that person, it can help transform your own thinking about them and, and pray for them. The Bible says pray for your enemies. Mm -hmm. Even if you really, really struggle with that person, if you start praying for them, even again, just in your thought life, then that can transform the way you think about them before it even reaches your lips. There we are. I knew there's another part. This is from, from James on the power of words mm. and, the, and the effect of gossip. James 3, and when we put bits into the horses, mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Mm. Or take ships as an example. Although they are large and driven by strong winds, they're steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, mm. but it makes a great boast. Mm. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a very small spark, and the tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. Mm. Gossip, the power of gossip can be absolutely devastating. Mm. And recognising as a Christian, we really shouldn't engage in gossip. Yes. Um, Matt's put quite a helpful question in. So at the end of each chapter, he's got some further reading, um, which you can choose to, to do or, or leave aside. But then he's got discussion questions. Excuse me. One of them this time is how do you identify gossip? When you do, what strategies do you use to stop the gossiping conversation? And I thought that was quite useful because especially when I was growing up as a teenager, I started to get really worried about this because I didn't know what is gossip? How do I know if I'm gossiping? How can I stop it if I don't know what it is? Mm. Does that mean I'm never allowed to talk about other people? Because that's actually really hard to do and lots of conversations can be about other oh, people. Yeah. But is it malicious? It's that idea of um, how are you talking to them? How are you referring to them? The, the way in which you're saying it as well as the actual yeah. word. Tone of voice it's, and the intonation. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's sort of taking a moment to think about your own motives. Are you trying to belittle them? Mm. Are you trying to the people you're around? Are you trying, you secretly want to get them to be put off that other person? You know, what, what are your motives behind it? It shows how wicked gossip can be. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it can be devastating for a great many people. Yes. And um, one of, uh, so he says, what strategies do you use to stop the gossiping conversation? Mm. I, I'm sure you could probably think of different ones to me. I would probably start to think of something positive about that person to share yeah. and say, well, what about this? And then you're sort of twisting the viewpoint immediately and hopefully pointing out that actually this conversation was very negative. Mm. We need to put a positive spin on this. There's a thought, isn't there? If you can't say something positive about somebody, you don't say anything at all. Yes. 
Yeah. 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 Or if if it's going down a road you don't like, you can just say, I I, I'm not comfortable with this. I'm yeah. not comfortable talking about this. Especially if you're being told information. Do you know what so and so has done? It's a case of, I don't need to know about that. Let's talk mm -hmm. about something else. And we, we're bombarded with this sort of material on TV today, aren't we? The Big Brother type t television program and other ones like it. We seem to thrive on gossip. Oh, yes, and, and, yes, and, this and culture. I, I just like it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's every newspaper, every um, magazine. That's yeah. all it's about. It's, yes, it's quite depressing, really. <laughs> Should we anyway, park it there? Yes, it's about time for a song and the notices. I have a question for you whilst you are singing along. Um, as I said before, what Paul gives us is very good advice on how to live our lives for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And what I just wanted to touch on is why. So we're looking at the how, but why should we live our lives for Jesus? So I want you to think about what does God's love feel like for you? Okay, what does God's love feel like for you? And it can be, um, obviously you've only got a limited amount of words to use, so it'll only have to be one or two sentences, but it can be quite poetic or it can be very practical or, um, yes, what does God's love feel like for you? And we'll look at some of those answers after the notices and the song. See you soon. Hello, okay. welcome back. And yeah, welcome back. Yes, um, so I asked you, I say welcome back, you're just carrying on. <laughs> but anyway, so that was the, the um, Sorry, the, the songs and the notices. I'm just reading what people are writing. I shouldn't have done that at that moment. Anyway, so before that, um, the song, I asked you, what um, does God's love feel like for you? Because we're looking at how to live life for Jesus, mm -hmm. but we need to know why we're doing it. Because if we don't know why we're doing it, when it gets hard, we won't carry on. No. So we've got to have that really firm foundation of why do I want to live for Jesus? Why do I want to be um, transformed into his likeness? Um, Anna has said, God's love feels like total acceptance and honesty, which is lovely. And Matt says, um, God's love gives me security that is solid and assured. I feel known and heard by him and accepted. His love fills me with peace. Lovely. Which are very good answers. I'm going to share you, uh, with you my answer. I heard this on, this man. week. So um, I like listening to CDs in the car. Yes, I still use CDs. Um, and we do children's worship songs quite a lot with our family. And one of them this week, I just, I've heard the CD before, but I, I heard these words for the first time. Like a pig that's rolling in the mud, your love covers me. And I was like, oh, that's a great image because the mud, not only is it a fun thing to do, but it's comfortable. It gives the pig protection from the insects and from the sun and all this sort of thing. I was like, that's a real, really good imagery. I really like that one. Like a pig rolling in the mud, <laughs> your love covers There's me. There's absolutely no way of beating that, is there? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> uh, but for me personally, I remember once we were singing this song that um, says, with brilliance brighter than the sun. And I just remember standing there 
and realizing that I could feel his love like the sun. Mm. I mean, it's been lovely. The, we've had a couple of proper spring days lovely. and we can actually feel the heat from the sun again. Yep. It's very sad over winter when you stop actually feeling any warmth from the sun. But yes, that spring and summer sun where you can actually stand outside and feel the heat coming down and sort of going into your whole body from the tips of your fingers to the tips of your toes. And that's what his love is like. Yeah, we can feel the warmth of his love in the same way, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, and that's, the, yeah, I guess the point I'm trying to make is it's God's love. When we know how much we are loved by him, that's when we want to do these things. Yeah. That's when we want to live our lives for Jesus because we know how much he loves us and we love him too. Absolutely. And actually when you love someone, you want to grow closer to them. And in our relationship with Jesus, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't mean a meeting in the middle. That means us becoming more and more like him. Mm. But that's something that we want to do. It's, it's not a burden. It's mm. not a hardship and oh no, there's another thing I'm not allowed to do. It's a case of, no, I want to, because I know that your life is best. I know that your, your way is best yeah. for my life. And I trust you with it. And actually it can be an exciting thing. Well, it'd be a bit of a shame if living for Christ wasn't exciting, wouldn't it? Yes. And challenging and so on. Right. We have reached the chapter that I enjoyed most in the in the whole book. My favourite chapter is called Be Kind. And it links back to when we were covering the previous book that we did at the end of last year, The Blessed Broken Given, where we took bread as a, uh, as a, as a um, illustration. And there was a topic there that covered the same topic uh, on Be Kind. I was fortunate enough to be covering that. And I'm doing it again this time here again. <laughs> God's trying to tell you something here. <laughs> Probably. Well, I like to think I'm kind, but when you think about it, if you can't be kind to our friends and our Christian friends and our relatives, the people we love the most, we're not much chance with the rest of the world, are we? Mm, mm. Yeah, it's definitely the, play, the place to start. If you're struggling, start with those you love. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and the, extend it on. The most important person is the people you live with. Mm. Anyway, and you've oh, got, that's very true. It can be quite hard to be kind to those people. Uh, <laughs> Well, it can be, it can be, but it's most important that you are kind because when you are kind, you'll reverse whatever um, behaviour is being shown otherwise. Yeah. Um, there's a story in here that Matt's put in about your children. And, you've, and so would you like to tell us a little bit more about that story? Oh, yes. It's just so our, our eldest daughter, um, well, she, she is good at being kind. She's very good at practising kindness. And one day there was a raffle at school. She won two prizes and she noticed that uh, one of her friends had not won anything and was obviously quite disappointed in this. And so, I mean, it's one of those things when it's a natural um, behavior, it, you know, she didn't have to sit and think about it and ponder it, but she just gave one of her prizes to the, the other child. Um, and it's just, it was such a, a good reminder of how to be kind and generous mm. and yes, not to necessarily think about all the consequences of, oh, but I might be missing out on this and what about this and what about that? Actually, it's just, oh, you didn't get one. Here you go, here is mine. And actually I found that um, in quite a few different situations that um, children do seem to have 
a, a great ability for kindness if you mm. if you teach it to them and try and, and to instill that well. thinking so, into them then they mm. do it so naturally and so easily mm. i think as adults we're often thinking about the consequences of things aren't we so how will this impact me how might this impact them how will it be inferred by everyone else observing it and actually just take all that nonsense away stop thinking about the consequences and just be kind there was a story i was reading sorry i'm talking a lot that's okay Um, i was reading a story this week from a a parenting book and they were just saying how they'd been teaching these their children to be kind and they went to a restaurant and somehow the order got mixed up and they were given an extra pizza and they thought oh that's fine we'll take it home and eat it tomorrow that will be a lovely treat for tomorrow and as they left there was a, a homeless person outside on the street and so the eldest son did not hesitate he just walked up to him and said would you like this pizza and it's something that the parents did not consider for one moment but that little boy did and he didn't hesitate out of the mouths of babes yeah <laughs> very true okay um here in, in matt's book um, it talks about this uh, where Paul's simple excitation to the Christ- Ephesian Christians was to be kind. It's inter- interesting to notice the focus of Paul's instruction here is quite narrow. He's telling Christians to be kind to other Christians, to show compassion and love to fellow believers in the context of promoting church unity. But this, he's convinced this instruction to be kind can and should reach beyond a church walls to impact the world and the people around us and there was an example of it we were just giving mm. of the homeless person being given a pizza mm. so we're impacting our, our kindness elsewhere not just to each other and forgiveness yes. is a key element yes to kindness yes oh man I've, I've been attending church for my whole life so I ha- have heard a lot about forgiveness but it is funny the Holy Spirit brings things into uh well some words can impact us at certain times more than others um and that's the the fact that the holy spirit is alive and working within us and reading this had such an impact on me this week it was just like the penny dropped and i knew it i knew forgiveness is kind Uh, no forgiveness is important sorry just reading this forgiveness is a key element of kindness paul teaches us here that forgiveness is of fundamental importance to Christians. Yep, okay, I know Mm. that, yep. Because it is the very thing that Jesus gave his life for. He literally died so that forgiveness could be offered to us. And for me, it was just that realization that of course, I completely understand and have, um, you know, emotionally understood as well, the idea of myself being forgiven, Mm. but actually, how important it is for us to forgive others. I mean, for one thing, it's what Jesus told us we have to, we have to forgive other people. But he showed us that is the very reason he came, was to show us how important forgiveness is. It's that important to Jesus, that's why he came. I was like, oh yeah. Mm. Because I must admit, I've been struggling with forgiveness recently. And I think forgiveness is one of those things that isn't an, it sounds really stupid. I was going to say it isn't an issue until it is, but it, it's not been a big issue for me in most of my life. 
but there's been the odd thing that because I'm not easily offended that's the thing when you're not easily offended you think oh I mean I can forgive really easily you know because I'm not really bothered by what people say in that respect but it's when something really hurts and when someone has hurt someone you love mm. that's when forgiveness that's when it's hard some, yeah. but, some, sorry, yeah, you, some, somebody in my family who had to forgive somebody for their behavior and only when that occurred did the relationship between them improve beyond all belief mm. and is now extremely loving and kind because of the forgiveness element in it. Yes. But you're right, some people don't, I'm not offended easily either. Yes, I yes. So it's, lots it's, of things it's just easy wash to over think me. that forgiveness is quite an easy thing to do when no, you don't but, actually have to forgive very often. But some, take, some people take offence quite easily at the minor things. Mm. So we need to be aware that other people may approach um, forgiveness in different ways than us. Mm. So, hard, tough. Mm. But, but here, it is literally be kind. And it is literally, if you um, think everything we do, if you imagine that Jesus sitting in the corner of the room, yes. how would you behave yes. knowing that he was sitting in the corner of the room? Yes. So, that's something that Joan remarked to me once, and I've thought about mm. that quite often since. Yeah, yeah. I and read that in a book when I was a teenager, and actually, I found that very helpful. Yes. And she comes home and digs me in the, sh in the elbow and says, Just think, if Jesus is in the room, would you just. <laughs> I like that. I should use that with Matt when he doesn't put his shoes away. If Jesus was in the room, would you leave those? <laughs> you probably would. <laughs> oh, dear. It anyway. follows if we want to be Christians to live for Jesus, we also need to forgive. And forgiveness allows healing to begin. Mm. Yes. Okay. Um, Children of Light was not the easiest of chapters for me, Verity. I did mention that to you a bit earlier on. What's your yes. thinking on so, this um, Yes, Paul uses the analogy of um, we were once in darkness, we are now the children of the light. Mm. So it's that idea of, well, Jesus is the light of the world. He brings hope, he brings love, he brings salvation. So in that way, he is the light. And actually, when we become followers of him, we become lights ourselves and we can shine his love um, and show his salvation, his forgiveness. Um, I heard a good image of this once when someone said, remember, you are the moon. You are not the sun. So the moon beautifully reflects the sun's light. And there are some nights where the moon can be so bright, mm -hmm. but the light is not coming from you. It's not yeah. your resources. It's not your way of doing things. You are just reflecting the beauty of the sun. Mm. And I thought, oh, that's Lovely. good. I'm going to remember that one. It's hard to put ourselves in a situation where it's totally dark. But in the apartment where I live, where there are several rooms where it's possible to put yourself... I did, I did this the other day as an experiment, and I haven't mentioned it to Joan, so she knows, <laughs> doesn't know what I'm going to say now. But I, I shut myself into this room, shut the door, and it was totally pitch black, and mm. I could see absolutely mm. nothing. But the merest crack of the door... Yeah. light flooded in and that's yes. that's where we need to be that light in, yes. in the darkness yes and I do love the well the, the imagery of speaking of light is beautiful because it just represents things so well in the fact that light is the dominant force mm. darkness does not overcome light light 
always pushes out darkness. It's only in the absence of light that darkness can exist. Mm. Um, so it's, yeah, it's just that idea that, that, that that's who Jesus is and that's who we want to be representing him. Well, we are representing yeah. him wherever we go. We, we are, if we are followers of him, we are representing him. And actually we want our light to show. We want to be different. I've written a question here that if people don't notice that we're different, are we living life Jesus' way? That's a really good question. Yeah. Are we asking the audience that? Well, no, no, I, I think it's a rhetorical one. You don't have to answer that. But no. ooh, we've had a few comments, shall I read okay. those out? Um, Keith says, kindness is often overrated. It's very powerful. And he said, forgiveness is especially difficult when the person you have to forgive doesn't want you to forgive them. Yes. Mm. How Jesus forgives the way he does is wonderful. Anna says, light shows everything. And I think that's important to remember as well, is that with, sorry, I feel like I'm talking loads now, I'm not giving you much space. Okay. Um, but the idea of Jesus sitting in the room, he's also sitting in our heads. He knows, well, so it's, he's sitting we in the corner can't watching have, everything. Yeah. we can't have dark hidden spaces from him. No. And actually, if there is an element in our life which is hidden from those around us and those we love, and actually you're aware that it is an area of darkness that you would like to be hidden, actually Jesus doesn't want that to remain. No, that's, a, that's one of those, going back to putting on the new self, it's one of those things that you've got to dispose of and put away mm. and leave behind. If you become a Christian and a new person in Christ, that's got to go. Yeah. The old behaviour's got to go. But that can be very hard. Yeah. Oh, and Matt talks about it actually. He says, we do this by confessing to God and to trusted Christians. So the Bible says, confess your sins and God will yeah. forgive you your yeah. sins. So actually we need to confess it to God, but, but you do need to confess it to another person as well. That is a very important part of it. Um, being accountable to another believer um, can help us in those areas yeah. that we keep struggling with. Um, but yeah, do, do speak to someone about that. And someone who will, well, we would say is a mature Christian, who will help you to come out of that, not encourage you to stay in it. Yeah, I wanted to emphasise that as well, that it is important to, to go to somebody you trust if you've got a, a trouble. Yeah. Go yes. to people who you, you can trust and know that you can get support from them. Yes. Yeah. And uh, as I said, put a, once again, this business of, um, remove your old self and put on your new self and that may have to happen every day like yes. putting shoes on every day yeah absolutely it's an it's an active choice mm. sometimes well it's an active choice until it's not until it becomes habit and th that's a wonderful place to get to but then i'm afraid normally the holy spirit will show you the next area <laughs> it's a case of okay you sorted out this that's one now the next one yeah. now look at this area you not might need mm. to change something here because we're a work in progress. Our whole lives are a work in progress and that's okay. We don't expect to be perfect like that. Mm. We will be perfect and completed when we meet him. But for now, we're just gonna keep moving forward. There's a prayer here which Matt has put in. Mm. Jesus, you are the light of the world. There is no darkness so powerful that it can overcome your light. Help me to shine for you so that your light within me will touch and affect those around me. Mm. Jesus, I am sorry for the things of darkness that I still hold on to, those things that I know are not pleasing to you. 
Jesus, please forgive me. I decide to turn away. Here we are walking on the complete. Renew my mind and change my heart and behavior. Holy Spirit, fill me and help me to shine more brightly for Jesus. Amen. Amen. And I think we've got one more left. Yes, five minutes. Live Come on, we've got to live for Jesus. <laughs> oh, this was the best one. I I came away from this one buzzing. Yeah, it's, very... I, it's absolutely. It's what the it's the subject of the whole of this yeah. topic and live for Jesus. And it says for Colossians three seventeen, whatever you do, do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Give thanks to God the Father through Him. Mm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, Sorry, I'm just having a look at my notes here. Um, sometimes we can fall into the trap of thinking that we can only serve God and be effective for his, his kingdom if we work for the church. Yeah. Um, it goes on to say that it doesn't matter where you are. And sometimes you need to stay in your own worldly life. Yeah. And he gives a whole list of them here. Farmers, lawyers, street sweepers, ice cream van drivers. <laughs> what a lovely job. Uh, postal <laughs> workers, teachers, supermarket checkout operators. Um, web design doctors, mothers and fathers, and um, like this one, retired people, um, and so on. Everyone can live for Jesus right where they are. Yes, it's not a case of now that you're a Christian, we're putting away our old self, we're putting on the new self, and that means a new job, and it's for the church. Mm. That that it doesn't mean that. No, no, Actually, no. you can. Some people are called to that which is great because we need people to work for the church. We need people to evangelize and go out. We need missionaries. We need all that sort of thing. But most people are not called to that. It's no. a case of what are you doing? How can you do this with Jesus and for Jesus? That's right. So when we make the decision to follow Jesus, the priority of our lives changes, but we're living for God. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's that, that, that motivation, that attitude, that heart's desire, that you loved me so much that you gave up everything for me. You died for me, and that's what Easter's about. And, yeah, and, and, and I love you back, and I want to live life your way. And actually, again, that's not a burden, that's not a hardship, although it might be difficult. Mm. It's a pleasure, it's exciting, because I'm growing closer to you, and actually, What's beautiful about the way that God made the world is that living life his way is actually the best way to live. Yeah. Like doing marriage God's way is the best way to have a marriage. The world can't compete. Mm -hmm. There are so many things that doing it the world's way just yeah, doesn't touch on the way God says to do it because his way is best. It works best. Anyway, so I'm getting a bit excited there. As you can tell, oh, yeah. I loved this one. Yeah, we're right at the end and we can sum it up with the prayer and the, and the closing thought from Matt. Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Yes. And should we finish with the prayer? Yeah, yeah. So Jesus, help me to live for you. Show me where you want me to be and what you want me to be doing. Help me to use what is already in my hand to serve and honour you right where I am. Amen. 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 Lovely. Thank you. Thank you so, for watching us. Yeah, so we're, um, Friday Conversations is back next week on our YouTube channel at half past seven. This Sunday, if you want to join us, everyone is welcome. Um, we we'll meet at the Queen Mary Centre at 10 o'clock and this week is a baptism service and we've got quite a few baptisms. 
it's a very exciting time. Don't forget it's a bring and share meal, but if you forget to bring, you can still share with us. That's absolutely fine. Um, yeah, we hope to see you soon. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Good night. Good night.